Oh boy, fellas, we're back at it again. I feel like I have a... There I go. I was about to say, it seems that there is an introduction to this. I say, hey, fellas, we're back again. And then I say, I feel like something. We're self-aware today on the Not A Talk Show, the Monday morning podcast. Let me take a drink of water. That's everyone's favorite favorite part of the show. Starting off strong today. So I am tired. Today is, it's all cloudy. It's the universe is telling me that it's a good day to be tired. It's a good day to hang out. It's a great day to just kind of kick back and watch a thing and maybe make some music, be a little productive. I don't know. I'm sure you're all asking yourselves, well, Evan, why are you so tired? You work at home. It was a weekend. How could you possibly be tired? Well, to put it in perspective, Alexis and I, every weekend, will do roughly one thing. <laughs> Maybe. Sometimes we do no thing. We will uh, do some yard work. We might hang out a little bit, you know, clean up, and then kind of watch a show. Maybe get a snack. This last weekend, and whenever we do something, you know, it uh, tires me out these days. I'm a, a 100-year-old man. But my family was in town, which was very fun. It's fun to see my parents, fun to see my sister. She showed up as well with her family and uh, saw my brother. Shout out, Alex. How we doing when you're listening to this? I went over, had a good time, played in a little water splash pad thing in Alex's backyard with his children and my sister's children. We had fun. Children are kind of exhausting. I didn't even hang out with them most of the time. I was not in charge of the children. So shout out to everybody who is. That's a lot of work. Anyway, I'm tired. And I was thinking to myself today, I've been pretty good. I've been all right at being productive for the last little bit. So I'm going to give it to myself today. I'm going to do what I want. Not that I don't want to be productive. But if I want to watch a thing, play a game, you know, listen to some music. Oh, I've been listening to some music. We'll get there. But just kind of kick back, you know what I mean? Have a nice beverage. Just kind of put a record on. Girl, put your records on. And then sit around, read a book, read a book twice. I've got a couple books I need to read that I have not been reading. But yeah, I'm going to take some time to really relax. I'm going to, we're going to kill two birds with one stone here. Check me out. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of music and I've been thinking about how to relax. That's something we went over months ago. Actual relaxing. What do you need to do to feel like you're getting rest? For me, a lot of the time, it's clean up everything and then be in a space where I can look around and say, there's nothing I need to do here. <laughs> then I can relax. Then I can actually kind of just be with my thoughts and have a moment. I uh, was listening to, while I was at the grocery store this morning, I was listening to... Open Mike Eagle, love Open Mike Eagle. Hey, Mike, if you're out there listening, you can come on anytime. I'd be happy to have you. But he has a song called Check to Check. And you know how they say people live check to check, which means you live paycheck to paycheck. In this case, in Open Mike Eagle's song, it's 
check to check, you're living between each moment you check your phone. A lot of the lines, they say a washed pot don't boil so my water stays cool, insinuating he's always looking. Well, let me read some of the lyrics, actually. That's one of my favorite lines. But he's got a lot of good ones on here. I don't want to butcher it, so we're going to pull it up. Check to check, open mic. Wow, this really, you got to type in the whole thing. It doesn't just come up. Anyway, oh, he's got a music video. Go watch the music video. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but anyway, we'll read the, the first part here. I'll sound like Ben Shapiro reading the WAP lyrics. <laughs> Another very interesting moment in history. Uh, I won't work without checking my phone first. Put it down for my son while I'm checking his homework. The world's in my palm, so I'm checking the whole earth. The thumbnail I use to swipe on my phone hurts. Checking in ballparks. Checking at Walmart. If I was a caddy, I would check in my golf cart. I'm watching football, then I check every false start. Anyway, the idea here is you just picking up your phone. Life is... Life is what happens between you checking your phone, I guess. Which makes me, uh, you know, I've talked about it a lot. I feel like I have an unhealthy relationship with my phone. I pick that boy up, I look at it, and I go, ooh, yeah. I feel the line, I have the whole earth in my, or I have the world in my palm, so I'm checking the whole earth. I kind of feel like that. It's like, ooh, so much stuff's happening, and I need to know. I've never felt like I've had FOMO, but now I feel like I have FOMO for the entire planet. Like, I'm trying to, things are happening out there, and the fact that I don't know about it bothers me. I don't know that it bothers me, per se. That's just kind of what came out first, but it, it just, like, I feel like I need to know in so many different aspects. I feel like there are so many things that I need to just keep up with. I probably brought this up previously, but I don't feel like our brains, the human brain, I know it's evolved a lot, but I feel like I don't know that it's ready yet or ever will be ready to understand or take in the earth, a planet's amount of problems and information. That's a lot going on. I also am going to use this moment to say there's a lot going on. So if you have to take a second and be like, hey, everybody, I'm taking a second. That's fine. You can do that. Make sure that you arrange for everything to be ready for you to take a second, but I found that that helps me out a lot. If I tell Alexis, hey, I just need to go sprint as fast as I can for a little while. She's like, yeah, go do it, man. And then she'll tell me that as well. Just, hey, I need to go do something. Alexis, though, instead of just running as hard as she can, she like paints or does something cool and is cool and is just cool all the time. Anyway... Fan favorite, Alexis. I told her that. I told her she was a fan favorite, and she was like, "No, nah, man, why would I be a fan favorite?" But that's uh, that's the lore now, so I can't change it. I don't. I don't make the rules, but in this case, I make the rules. So Alexis is a fan favorite. We let me think. What else happened? I ate at a Whole Foods the other day. That's a big moment in my life. I had a piece of pizza. It was all right. Had some potato salad. It wasn't all right. By that I mean I love potato salad. I get real excited about potato salad. I have a lot of feelings about potato salad. My grandma, my mother's mother, oh man, she made a potato salad. And so now I think I have really high expectations for potato salad. And so obviously you go to Whole Foods, you get it in a little thing and they dish it up for you behind the counter, whatever. 
My grandma wasn't back there, so it was subpar potato salad. Anyway, if you're going to Whole Foods, give their pizza a shot. It's pretty good. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'd get it again. It was $48, and I had to take out a second mortgage on my house to afford it, but what do you do? Shout out my boy, Whole Foods. Whole fooding it up. Oh, man. This is another big moment. We went to a Smith's. Now, I thought the one next to me, a Smith's Marketplace, I thought the one next to me was the big boy, but we went to an even bigger one. This is the content you all show up for. It's the, mar the, the grocery store talk. Anyway, it was a huge grocery store. We're going to move on. I, I was going into it, and then I, as I was setting up for the story, decided it was a bad idea. <laughs> not necessarily a bad idea, but one that I did not want to follow through with to the end. Thank you. We're going to move on. I had a moment the other day at the skate park. I've been skateboarding more, having a lot of fun doing that. Uh, I ordered a new skateboard for the first time in years. I've been on skating the same truck since 2015. One of the little rubber things that hold it together that make it not just go all over the place fell out while I was at the skate park the other day. So I was like, oh boy, dangerous. So I ordered a new one. I'm excited for it. It's coming tomorrow. When you're hearing this, it'll be coming in today. So send me a text message and say congratulations on your new board, my boy. Have a good time out there skateboarding. What's the weather like? Maybe I'll skate it tomorrow even. But I was at the skate park. And if you go to the skate park, oh, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. Rip. You go to the skate park, you see little kids. Little kids are hit or miss at the skate park, mostly miss. And I don't like to just make a sweeping generalization about anyone. But if you see a kid on a bike or a scooter, they usually, they don't follow the same rules as a skateboarder does at the skate park. Because usually there's a part of the skate park that someone's working on a trick or you're doing a thing. People do cruise around and try to just do a line or something, but... Most of the time, it's not as just like, I'm going to just rip around the park as fast as I can. And that is what children do on scooters and bikes. So they'll end up getting in your way a little bit. I've had a couple experiences where children have gotten in my way. I've never hit a child, thankfully. But they've, uh, they've kind of given me dirty looks. They're not the nicest guys around. I uh, had an experience in high school where a little girl screamed at me. She followed me around and yelled at me until I left because I just was in her way or something. I don't know. I don't remember, but she was mad at me. So I'm there. I'm at the skate park. I see a kid pull up on his bike. He's probably like 11, 10, 11 years old, and he's just kind of riding around. There's a tiny little jump, like a gap between two ramps, and he kept jumping over it, and it was near where I was, but he wasn't in my way or anything. And it was just me, kid on the bike, and then two other guys skateboarding. The other guys skateboarding were very, very good, much better than me. So they were doing harder stuff and whatever. But I see the kid approach them after riding around. We'd all been there about a half hour. I see the kid approach them, and I was like, oh, no, is he about to say get out of my way or something? Like, I just anticipated this little kid yelling at them or something. But he comes up to the, the two guys, who I think they're a little younger than me, but he comes up to him and he says, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm in your way. I just don't want to mess you guys up. And they were like, no, man, you're cool. No worries. And I was like, hey, man, what a world we live in. Maybe there is hope. Maybe, maybe we can make it. Maybe at the end of the day, it's worth it. It's all worth it. Everything we're doing, it's all, it's the future generation. There's. 
they're all right. They're going to figure it out. At least that one kid. Very nice. There was another kid that was scootering around that same day. I was overwhelmed. Kid scootering around. He jumps the same little gap that the other guy in the bike was. And then he gets kind of close to me. Not even really close. And then he looks at me. He goes, oh, sorry, man. Sorry. Didn't mean it. And I was like, oh, man. No, you're you're totally cool. I was excited. After seeing the thing with the first kid and then this other kid apologizing to me for like kind of getting close and in my area. You kidding me? They're all right in my book. If kids are going to do that on scooters at the skate park, if they're going to be courteous, if they're going to look out for other people and be aware, I'm in. Send them all. Unless you're going to Park City, there's a sign that says no kids on scooters at the skate park. It's a little bit harder of a skate park to scooter in, though, so I mean, kind of makes sense. But I used to be 100% anti-kids on the bikes or scooters at the skate park, just from many experiences I've witnessed and also had myself. But after the other day, I also realize it comes back to me as a human being making just a quick judgment. Just that person's going to be this way. This person, well, let's, let's break it down. Kid at skate park on bike equals me have bad time. <laughs> unga bunga. Caveman. Anyway, that, that's kind of it. That's kind of my whole experience and what I got out of it is just I have a hard time not just seeing a guy judging the person and then basically determining what they're going to do for them. Like obviously not telling them, but just that person is going to behave this way. So I'm going to treat them as if they have already done that. Got to give everybody a fair chance because I'd like a fair chance. I'd like it if people gave me a shot. I don't know what people think of when they see me out there i'd love to know i kind of i don't know if i if i ask i can't get the truth because if i go up to a somebody out in public and say what do you think when, when you saw me be here when you saw me occupying this space what did you think of me what do you what came to mind first they're not going to say i thought you had a bad haircut and you look like a total dweeb <laughs> i wondered who let you out of the house this morning and you know what maybe i don't need to hear that if that's what they're thinking, maybe I can be okay without hearing it. But I'd love to know. I've heard from very close friends that at first their initial impression of me was that I was very strange, that I was a weirdo, that I was a weird man. And you know what? I think that's fine. I think uh, I think that's just kind of who I am. And I'm glad to hear it because that means, I mean, for a little bit I was kind of insecure about it, but I think that just means, I'm going to take it to mean that I'm just doing my thing out there, that I'm living the dream, just having a moment. I was talking to my sister about that the other day, about our dad and how good he is at just living his life and not worrying about what other people have to say about what he's doing. He, of course, is very sensible and cares what our whole family thinks, but when he's out doing something... He doesn't care. He's just going to do what he wants. We were talking specifically about, I went with him to Spain and Portugal. And I speak Spanish and I can get by in Portuguese. My Portuguese is very, uh, if you put a gun to my head and said, let's have a conversation in Portuguese, it had happened. I'd do fine and it, we would get there, but it's not as good as I'd like it to be. But in Spain and Portugal, 
where people don't necessarily speak English, nor should they be expected to speak English. We're going around, and my dad uh, speaks English and Danish, and neither of those helped him a whole lot in Spain, Portugal. But he would approach people and just be like, just talk to him. Just, hey, what are we doing? What's going on with this? What are we? He'd try. He'd try so hard, and he was always trying to pick up words in Spanish. He was always trying to figure out what he could do to communicate. And I mean, I, as someone who has learned other languages and tried to communicate, I'm terrified in the beginning, trying to use, even if I like, I'm really good at learning all that I can about something and then being absolutely terrified to start actually putting into practice, like starting to actually do something, language especially. I don't want to look like a ding-dong out there. And I always was afraid of people judging me for saying a word wrong or using the wrong like state of whatever you know what i mean like now i'm losing all my words nobody judge me this is what i was scared of <laughs> anyway i'm just kidding i'm just kidding fellas i'm all right the wrong tense is the word not state tense of a verb or something i was always terrified but my dad was just like you know what I, i'm just who cares they'll understand they'll get what i'm saying he goes out he, he was just walking up to everybody they got a little nervous because they Usually it was somebody at a store or someone that was expected to be able to help him. And uh, they were like, oh, no. But then I would talk to him and they'd be like, phew, that's all right. <laughs> we're going to get through this one. But I admire that so much. His ability to just live life. Know that it is nothing is really that big of a deal. I think at the end of the day is an important important lesson to learn is that as much as I think about past things that I messed up on or like moments where I've quote unquote embarrassed myself, other people don't remember that except for Wesley. Sorry. I've got a friend named Wesley who's still a very embarrassing moment for me was when I, in third grade, I have always been able to spell pretty well. I've been pretty good. I've also been very good at having anxiety and being in second guessing myself and we were doing a spelling bee. We were seeing who was going to participate in the school-wide spelling bee. And comes around to me. The word is block. And third grade, my brain went at 4 billion miles an hour saying, oh no, is there a CK in block? And of course there is. I knew that. But I said B-L-O-K. And that was it. I was knocked out of the running. That was the end of my spelling career. But, and so I've thought about that for years. I've thought about that ever since. I was like, how could I do that? That was something I knew. That's something I could do. Spell block in my sleep. And I took that one to the grave. You know what I mean? I remembered it. I was like, man, that was an embarrassing moment. And then I kept telling myself, you know what? But no one else will remember that. It's a moment in third grade. It's third grade. No one remembers third grade except for me and that experience. But my good boy, my man, Wesley, love him to death. He lent me his copy of Pokemon Snap for the Nintendo 64 in 11th grade. And that was one of the a pivotal moments in my life. But he also, <laughs> in 11th grade, he also remembered me spelling block B-L-O-K. And he brought that up once. And I said, man, I thought I was the only one who remembered that. But no, no, no. Wesley's memory was too good. He remembered as well. 
that's the end of that story. Rated uh, out of five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, iTunes gift card. I think you can buy those. Anyway, moving on. My, my last thought for the day. I went out to get breakfast with my mother this morning at 6.30 a.m. Because that's what you do. The place we were going opened very early. And so we got some, got some tasty, tasty breakfast. But I was talking to my mom about, because she also has expressed to me like, I look at my phone too much. And I'm just like, I know, man, me too. What do, we, what do I do about this? And she's going through some emotional resilience class. Just as kind of like a, it's a good thing to go through, you know what I mean? But good to keep yourself in check. It's, uh, you can't start fixing yourself until you recognize what you want to fix. And we were talking about that. And this goes along with the Open Mike Eagle song, where I don't think that people nowadays do nothing enough. And that's, that was kind of the, the crux of our conversation, the, the beginnings is that we don't allow ourselves to do nothing. I took a class. I'm sure I've talked about it, but a quick reiteration. I took a class where part of it was we had to go somewhere we didn't normally go around people we weren't normally around and observe them for 10 hours over the course of like a month. We had to just go be there and look. There wasn't any criteria. You just had to be there and you had to write. You had to take notes on whatever you wanted. The idea was for you to get whatever you want out of it and to just, I mean, the end of it, the criteria was write a 12-page ethnography or study of people. Uh, just write an ethnography about what you observed. And it could be about anything. And so quickly, I went to a kind of an upscale outdoor mall area because I, it doesn't matter how well I ever do in life, I'll always prefer gas station food that will make me sick for negative 10 cents or whatever you buy it for or just cheap food i'm a big cheap food guy so there are fancy restaurants over there whatever i just just watching people if i ever made eye contact with someone pulled out their phone or if someone like got out of their car and they were going somewhere they'd pull out their phone and look at it until they took the 30 steps to the store they were going into and people just couldn't be just walking they couldn't be just doing one thing like, it's almost as if we're all terrified to be alone with our thoughts. Which I think that's one of the most important things you can do for yourself, is be comfortable in your own head. It has helped me. I mean, sometimes I'm not as well. I do have a lot of background noise on a lot of the time, just because I like having noise. I think there's also a part of my anxiety where I'm always worried about someone breaking into the house or something, but I feel like if I have noise going, then it's... uh. <laughs> then they're not going to for whatever reason it makes me it makes me feel good i don't know i don't know the whole thing but anyway being comfortable within your own brain not feeling like you need to do something that's also my my boy capitalism coming at you feeling like every moment needs to be productive and you know what i'm gonna have a lot of unproductive moments today just despite capitalism and uh ford what was his name henry ford i think he created the 40 day 40 hour work week so this one's for you, Henry. I'm out here doing it today. And by doing it, I mean not doing it. Hi, yeah, but I think that's important. Take a moment. I used to, I need to start back into it, but I used to every morning before work, before I would sit down to like actually start my work day at home. It's hard if you work in an office, but I guess you can do this before you get in the car to go to wherever you're going. 
I would sit down, I would set a timer for five minutes and then I would put my phone down and I would just close my eyes and I would meditate and just let my mind do what it wanted to do and just kind of exist within itself. Let my brain be a brain. And that helped me out a lot. I should probably do that after I complete this podcast. After I'm done recording, I'll sit down and do that. I also need to go let Milkshake in. She's been uh, slapping the door a little bit. But that's it. Those are my thoughts. That's where we're at this week. Make it a good one. Uh, if you ever have anything to say, you can say it to me. Not a talk show podcast at gmail.com. My DMs are open, as they say. You can you can get at me, fellas. You can let me know. I'll be here. Until next time. See ya. Oh.